move into the pop quiz? Yeah, let's let's pop some quizzes. Alright, I'm gonna go backwards. I wanna start with the most 90s thing you noticed, and I'd like to give mine first. Sure. Mine is a quote from a different piece of media, and it's, I know what we'll do. We'll draw chalk around where the body is. That way we'll know where it was. <laughs> I don't think it's a quote from the 90s, though, is it? No, but there was chalk on the there floor was, yeah. where Kendra was, and I just like I was like, that's such a 90s look. <laughs> that's funny. I like how when Snyder comes in to confront Buffy, and expel her, he walks right on the chalk. Yeah. yeah. Foot on chalk. Like you're, yeah, he didn't give a fuck. The disrespect. Um, I forgot to look for a 90s thing. There's a lot going on in this episode. Fuck. That's okay. I might not have one. Like, give me a minute to think about it. I'm Dean, so bad at the 90s thing. I don't, I don't even think about it as I'm watching it. I usually think about it, but sometimes there's nothing. And I mean, I... I haven't felt the best today. So. I think some of the hospital equipment kind of looked a little dated. I don't know. I can't think of anything that's not just a cop-out, so. Okay. That's fine. I feel attacked. Um. No, I don't think that was a cop-out. The cop-out, the big cop-out I thought of was, like, communication errors, because of it, today people can text. Yeah. yeah. I think Willow would, could have easily just texted Buffy, hey, we're going to try the spell again. Yeah. But right. in this case, she sends Xander to do it. They didn't have cell phones. And it wouldn't have been on Xander to call Oz because anyone could have just texted him. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. I just it's, just... it's just an easy thing to say, though. Yeah, but I think it's fine. I think that counts. My next question is, did you notice the parallel to season two, episode one, and this episode? I don't think so. Because the parallel in season two, episode one, when she was bad... And in, I think it's mostly in Becoming Part 1 at the end, was Buffy, in Season 2, Episode 1, fell into a trap because she w went to the bronze and a vampire distracted her so that Giles, Willow, Miss Calendar, and Cordelia could be kidnapped when they tried to resurrect the Master. And Angelus distracted her this time so that Giles could be kidnapped to resurrect Akathla. That's neat. I did not catch it. Yeah, I wouldn't have caught that. I never caught it until this watch through, but that it was, cool. it was wildly cool. symbolic and I never yeah. caught it before. Number three, did you see the trap coming with Angelus? Did you know that they were doing this to? No, I didn't. I forgot. I didn't. I, I knew something was up, but I didn't like think, oh, it's for sure Giles being captured. I'd kind of forgotten where he was going with that trap. No. Once it got revealed, it felt really obvious, but yeah. there was no point where I was watching it, and I was like, it's a trap. Like This whole episode, I was so content just to watch it. Yeah. yeah. And that's totally cool. It sucks you in that way. Um, and then the last pop quiz question we kind of already covered, but I just asked, like, was Xander a jerk in this episode about the restoration of the soul? Overall, I don't think so. I think he had very strong opinions that he needed to state. And not everyone agreed with him, but I do think he crossed a line with not telling Buffy. But I think overall, from like minute one to minute 90 or whatever, it like, I think he was within his reason and not being a jerk. Within his right I think he was a little bit of a jerk in the library. He yeah. said something to Buffy where it was like... Are you sure you don't just want your boyfriend back? And he was very cold when he and said Giles that. And Giles was the, like, the this was Miss Calendar's last wish. And he was like, well, she's dead, which was, was so harsh in my opinion. Yeah. No, that is brutal. But um, it's also the truth. Yeah, I think it's as I, he sees it, especially. I think he needed to say those things to get his points across because he truly feels them. And like, like there was no tact behind it. But I think, like, that was the point. He's trying to emphasize, like, we need to be more serious about he, this. I think, I think ultimately what it comes down to, to me, is he didn't do it to hurt them. He did it to say, this is why I think what is right is right. Yeah. And I just, I disagree, because I was definitely, like, mad at Xander from moment one of all of that. Like, I felt like he has more than once made his his feelings clear so I didn't feel like he needed to be that harsh I think it was clear that Buffy was in distress and Buffy was torn about it and 
I I just I appreciated the way Willow handled it, and I didn't appreciate the way Xander did. I think it was good. I think I think it made sense, and I understand why Xander did what he did. It was a bit of a dick move, as understandable as it was. But um, but I think that that there's some some leeway to be granted there. We're talking about grieving teenagers. Yeah. Yeah. And especially we've seen Xander act this way over and over again, but it's always in the heat of the moment. It's not like he's, it's not like he's just doing it out of nowhere or like out of spite. It like, I think intent is really the deciding factor. And like, if he, if in like the next scene, he did it again and he was like, no, Jenny's dead. And like, you're just like lonely or whatever. And he Mm -hmm. did it like every scene. Absolutely. He would have been a jerk. But I think just to bring it up once to hammer home how he feels with this new information is is fine. I think okay. he is th- three out of ten jerk in the library and like seven out of ten jerk not telling Buffy. Sure. Maybe eight. It was pretty mean. Yeah. The point of not telling Buffy that what Willow was doing felt over the line to me, whereas the library scene just like was like up to the line for me. Yeah. So... Maybe I just have a lower tolerance for that kind of thing, and it, and that's fine. Like I, I feel like it's fine that we disagree yeah. on that. Yeah. But it's it was just interesting to hear your guys' thoughts on that because we've disagreed about the way Xander has handled the whole angel thing the whole season. So I think that that tracks. Yeah, it does. I, I would definitely be with Xander's information. I'd be like Xander. I think like we cannot take this risk, even if he. The whole point of him being alive with a soul is to punish him. That was the whole curse to begin with. So now to now to say like, Oh, you want it's they're acting like it's worse to kill him. I don't think angel would agree that they shouldn't kill Angelus to save angel. That's true. I I do agree with that for what it's worth. I, I don't think there's anything right or wrong about us liking it or not liking it. Yeah. But I will say that if he did not act that way, this episode, it would have been out of character for him for sure. Yeah. Okay. Definitely. I thought what Xander did made for a really compelling story. Like, it did. Yeah, from definitely. a storytelling perspective, it was awesome. It's just also a dick move. Xander. Yeah. Well, like I, and I think that that's totally fine. Like I can be disappointed in how a character acts and still like, un, like I agree that it wasn't out of character and that it was something that Xander believably would do. And it's funny that I feel that way and still feel like it was, over the line considering how often i'm like xander's not that bad (laughs) when people talk crap about him but that's that's everything i had for the pop quiz so we're gonna move on to character development and our returning characters are angelus darla buffy xander giles cordelia willow oz Snyder, Drusilla, Spike, Kendra, Joyce, and Angel. I separated Angel and Angelus because they both make appearances. Yep, makes sense. And then our new characters are Doug and Whistler. Uh, Is there any character you would like to start with? I was pretty impressed with Giles handling the torture scene as well as he did. I think it was a real uh, true test of his character that he, like, passed. Because, like, I mean... Like, the way they got the information out of him in the end was dirty. Mm-hmm. But I think the way he truly stood up to Angelus the whole time truly speaks to how strong he is. Yeah. yeah. And even that he'd figured out he was being tricked when Xander came and, like... Yeah. And, like, the fact that, like, like yeah, he got fooled once, but, you know, fooled once, you can't get fooled again. Well, and fuck, it's not like he was in his right mind. <laughs> exactly. Right. So it's so impressive that he was staying as conscious as he was. Yeah. yeah. This is a dude who... Angelus, who has 145 years of torturing experience. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I felt like it was a nod to kind of to his Ripper days that he could handle that kind of pain. Yeah. And it's something that I didn't think about consciously. But like, obviously, if he was the whole time just like a stuffy, soft librarian, I think he wouldn't have withheld that torture quite or withstood that torture quite as well. No, if you grab 100 librarians... And he's one of them. The other 99 are going to crack immediately. Like, oh, you're a vampire? Here's the thing. (laughs) Yeah. So it's just another reminder of the grit that Giles has underneath his quote unquote stuffy surface. I like that a lot. I do too. 
Um, also, it just, it was so painful to watch the not Jenny makeout scene. I yeah. Know. Like, like he was just so happy to be able to see her again. Yeah. And like delirious enough to believe yeah. it. And like, that's just, I can only imagine how his heart broke when fucking his evil. vision fixed and he saw Drew. Yeah. And now he has to live with the fact that he met out with Drew for a while. Like, yeah. It was so not okay. It was this was a rough Giles season, and this was a rough Giles episode. Giles has been through a lot. There's a reason why he's a fan favorite. Giles is fucking sick. He was I don't know, he he was a particular standout this episode. Is there anyone you wanted to start with, Dean? Uh just any character that stood out to me. Yeah. Any character you really want to talk about in character development. Yeah. Positive, Uh, negative, just to bring up whatever. I think I'm gonna talk about Joyce. She disappointed me this episode pretty hardcore. Yeah. (sighs) Joyce fucked up so bad, but Joyce has been fucking up so bad just quietly. Mm -hmm. Because she, how could you not keep track of your daughter better than this? Yeah, if if we're being honest, I was legit surprised when, like, when she saw her stab that vampire outside and Buffy was like, yeah, I'm a vampire slayer. And Joyce was like, what? What? Yeah, because like I don't think she should have known all the details. She should be <clears throat> maybe surprised that vampires are real. Yeah, but she should know something is going yeah. on. Like she and I, Buffy yeah. called her out for it. You yeah. wash the blood out of my clothes. Exactly. Like, yeah, that's what I was exactly. gonna say. Is Joyce has been willfully ignorant. Yeah, and like like I've come to her defense a lot, but it's because I knew that like it was all coming up to this point where like it really does like show a lens on how absent Joyce has been this whole time. Well, it, I feel like everyone hates on Joyce for this, and I, I feel bad for her, and I don't know why I can't just like hate her, but like I know she fucked up really bad, but she like I can only imagine what she's going through in those moments when we see her like realizing, oh, Buffy's gone, and I did this. Oh yeah, a hundred percent. And I thought that that was really powerful. Like I felt bad for her in yeah. those moments. Wholeheartedly, I I feel for Joyce in this episode just as much as I'm disappointed in her, you know? Uh, Yeah, I agree 100%. Like, it's so hard to, like, she's set up to be a character we hate, right? Not because of who she is, but just her role as the parent. Yeah. And if she's not, like, either she's willfully ignorant and the show is good, or she's not and the show sucks, and either way, she, like, it's her fault. Exactly. there's, There's no winning with Joyce in her position. Yeah. But I think we see her growing in those moments. You see her being like having to come to terms with her own fuck ups. And I think that that's I don't know. I like Joyce. I just don't have the. Yeah, I get it. Jess, who would you like to talk about? So I want to choose carefully because everybody gets one. Dean wasted his on Joyce. (laughs) I wanted true. to pick one that I thought yeah. was not like... I'm kidding. We, we'll go through everyone we want to talk yeah, about. I know. <laughs> so I want to kind of talk about Willow in this episode. I think it was huge in these episodes, I guess. I don't know if you can... I, I'm going to just talk just about Just call it this episode. episode. Yeah, this you episode. Don't, don't worry yeah. about it. Because I think we've seen so much growth from Willow throughout the season, and it all really comes to a head this episode. She has the teaching bug and she is like so confident in her ability to teach that when she's tutoring Buffy, she like imitates a a teacher so well and she's resolved about the spell thing, even though like everyone's like, oh, it's dangerous. She's like, I don't care. I'm doing this. I want to. And like she calls out for Oz and not Xander, which I think is huge. She's finally picking the boy that is right for her. Not that I think she's been like teeter tottering at that at this point for a while. Like she chose Oz deliberately throughout like the season. But, but this is a good indicator that she's actually moved on yeah. all the way. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's a world where we've hit this point and she calls out Xander's name instead of Oz's. Right. But it is still notable. Yeah. And I just, I really like her overarching plot point of this episode and, and how strong she's become. I agree. I, I, I like the direction her character's going to. I th- like one of my first notes that I didn't say out loud was something like, hell yeah, Willow's becoming a witch or a techno pagan or whatever. Yeah, a techno pagan. Yeah. Like, it's just cool. 
And I'm excited to see where that path leads her. And also, so I have a question on this. It wasn't part of the pop quiz, but I'm going to bring it up here. So, like, Giles was talking about how, like, you have to have a certain skill set to channel the dark arts. Do you think that Willow has been given a little bit of an edge in that case because she died in Halloween and came back as a ghost? I don't, but I... I don't not think that hard enough that I'm going to argue with it now that you've said it. I think it's an interesting theory. Because Xander still has all of his army training from that time period. Willow could have a little bit of a connection to the supernatural because of that time period. Yeah. I mean, even if you take my side of it and say she didn't die, like she still was a ghost. Mm -hmm. So like it it actually does make sense. It makes sense to me for sure. Yeah. I don't know if Um, they ever canonize that. But they don't, but I am doing it right I, here. Yeah, I, <laughs> I get to say yeah. uh, Halloween felt super throwaway, like as an as an episode. But like the more you think about it, the more like you can find roots to the rest of the show on it. Sure. Um, I think it's totally fair to to take that. Like, I never would have thought of that on my own. Yeah. But like hearing it, I'm absolutely like, yeah, that could absolutely be what was going on here. I think she also just has an edge in just being smarter and having the resources she does from Jenny. Yeah. Um, I think there's a lot of things going into it, but it's very feasible that that's one of those things and possibly even like the the deal breaker of it. Yeah, I'm going to be real with you. I actually had a message with Kyle from Buffy Gaze about that. When we talked about the Halloween episode and how Willow totally died because he agreed with me. And it's th- that's when that like hit me that like because I knew she was going to perform this spell later on in the season. And I was I, like, so I've been thinking that this whole time. But it isn't something that I thought about until I decided like figured out like because of this podcast. So, yeah, that's fair. All right. So, Stosh, you can talk about the next. Actually, Stosh, uh, I'm going to have a question for you. And I think this will be quick. But how did you feel about Darla coming back? Um, surprised. I mean, I always I'm a fan of consistency in backstories. Yeah. I like continuity. Um, so it was cool. It was like five seconds. So I was like, nice. And yeah. Then... I just I really appreciated that they brought Julie Benz back specifically because they did make that canon in season one. So I really liked the fact that they like brought her back, even if it was just for that minor role. Yeah, no, I liked it a lot. I like it when actors can come back for little shit like that and cameos. I mean, Jenny Calendar did the same thing, right? Mm-hmm, yeah. yeah. Do you have anything else to say on Darla? I no, I just wanted to okay. ask how you felt about that. So that was her section of our podcast. Shout out to you, Julie Benz. You're cool. Um. Okay, so anyone else you want to talk about, Dean? I mean, other than, like, obviously, I feel like we talked a lot about Buffy and stuff already, like some of the bigger names. Yeah, yeah. Her, her journey just overall, just she grew so much in this episode and we talked about it throughout the entire summary. Well, I feel like she grew and she showed growth, but there, she also like she gained so much trauma and grief. Yeah. This episode that it's it's I'm it makes me so excited for the next season to see like, OK, where does this take Buffy? Because it was such an interesting ending where it's like, OK, yeah, we won, but. But we still are waiting to see all the fallout, all the shit that happened. I mean, Snyder's a piece of shit. But there's nothing else to say there. Yeah, I don't have a whole lot to say about like him, Oz, or Cordelia. I had really. a thought on Angelus. Sure. And I don't know how obvious this is to everyone, but it, I was just thinking while watching it that he seems to me like he's always been, like Buffy is still all he cares about. Even though he's evil and all he mm-hmm. does is, is hot is that he to destroy things. He even though he'll tell Spike like, oh, this is well, how we have to do it and this is the plan and whatnot, it's it's really all just so he can increase his engagement with Buffy. And I don't think he's like I think he's obsessed with her still. Yes. And and it's interesting to me because or why that's interesting to me is because he at simultaneously is like courting Drew and making all of these like romantic gestures towards Drew. And he just does not give a fuck about her. He cares yeah. about Buffy still, I think in, in as much of a capacity as he can without a soul. Yeah. But he, yeah. he doesn't give a fuck about Drew. He's literally only using her 
To mess to, with Spike. To mess with Spike and to I further mean, his ends towards fucking with Buffy. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think he gets like a little bit of sexual pleasure out of it too. I'm sure. Well, but like it's, but he, like you said, he doesn't care about it. Yeah. He's for sure using her one way yeah. or the other. Yeah. I think he would kill Drew before he killed Buffy. Uh, yeah. 100%. Yeah, even though he like said that stuff to Spike, and I only have eyes for you, like yeah. he I didn't kill Buffy. So. I think he's lying the whole time. Yeah. He's all the whole time. He's it's all to feed into his weird obsession that he has with Buffy. That I think is a byproduct of of Angel being in love with her. Yeah, yeah. and um, I can't tell if it's like something he can't help, or if he's like trying to spite good Angel. So I I brought this up two or three episodes ago. But I truly think that, like, messing with Buffy and ruining her life is his sole reason to exist. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's, like, a big reason he is one of the only vampires that is actually willing to destroy the world. Because if you remember hella long ago, I think it's when they brought the judge up the first time. And Angelus was like, well, the Slayer's in the world. We destroy the world. No more Slayer. Mm-hmm. And Spike replied with, I don't know if you noticed, but funny thing about the world, we're in it. Um, and I think like like that's a real thing about self-preservation and that if his only only reason to exist is this one human yeah. messing with he her. He doesn't care. He doesn't no. want to be around after exactly. that. Exactly. It's yeah. it's literally like committing yeah. suicide and he's if he's, he's like, doing well, it, but he's trying yeah. to to not let people on to that. Right. But what's interesting but why I think it's noteworthy is because I don't I think it's new I think it's new for Angelus and this isn't how he's been operating for the 140 years he I is evil that's true. and I and and that's what I'm saying I don't know if it's a physiological holdover from being in the same body as Angel and having the same like gray matter as Angel or if it's just Angelus's weird fucking psyche i mean i think it's really just going through that experience of getting your soul back and like having to live with that regret it's like like thinking about when he got possessed for like five minutes and i only have eyes for you Mm -hmm. and he like like he got so upset yeah the vitriol he felt for there being something inside him yeah at the end like i think he always feels that yeah but he just has to live with it it's like it's living with any trauma you've experienced and i think he's to the you're point talking about angelic you're calling feeling or remembering feeling real love for angelus is like torture yes it's like yeah. a trauma for him yeah exactly. that's really that's a really cool idea like at that. the end i of, agree with that at the end of i only have eyes for you he's like washing himself and he's like spitting like rinsing his mouth yeah. out and stuff and he's saying like i feel violated and I can't believe like, that thing was in me. Yeah, and Drusilla yeah. was like, what was it? And he was like, love. And was like, really upset. Yeah. Yeah. That's, um, yeah, that's a really good point. Yeah. yeah. And uh, just to kind of bring home the whole point I was trying to make is I do think he literally wants to commit suicide. I because agree. Because he knows that the one thing that's driving him can't last forever. And if it can't, he doesn't know what to do with himself when it's gone. And so he just wants to end it all and being an evil piece of shit he wants to take everyone with him yeah, yeah. He, he doesn't give a fuck he wants to go out in the grandest way possible exactly and also to be gone cause he just it's not worth feeling to him anymore yeah I also to lighten the mood a little bit I'm really really surprised they killed Kendra yeah yeah not because like everything we talked about earlier how like it like wasn't like a narrative beat or whatever but really because I was so surprised that she walked away and continued to be a character after her first appearance. Yeah. That I was like, oh, she's going to be a recurring character. She'll be here. Like, she's probably going to be a major part of season three or something. Yeah. And then she wasn't. Yeah. So I was like really mind blown by that, that they bothered to keep her around just to kill her her next appearance. Yeah. Yeah. Just another way this show has messed with Subverted you. your expectations. Yeah. Does that make like does are does that make you enjoy the show more? Oh, uh, it depends on the, the In context. this instance? I don't think so. No. I respect it more. I think I I'm always more respectful when any book, show, movie, whatever is willing to to do that, but I don't think I'm like so impressed that I'm like, yeah, that was a good call or yeah. whatever. I don't know how to explain it. I 
like it's like slightly off-putting but not enough to where i like would stop watching the show for it and i mean there have been times where my sub uh, my expectations have been subverted that have been a bonus i can't think of any off the top of my head but but i so i guess it's really like just not liking the feeling of surprise i guess like when you're comfortable and you're like i know what's gonna happen yeah and then it doesn't you're like Ugh, like you just feel yeah. a little gross by it yeah it, it's like so i don't even think it's a bad decision i think i said that but i don't objectively i don't think it's a bad decision it just feels weird yeah, yeah. after now that you've completed season two how do you feel about Spike and the fact that, like, he is a fan favorite as a character? I mean, I've enjoyed him the whole season. Yeah. So, yeah. Honestly, Chelsea's love for him really, really overshadowed your disdain for him in his first episode. So I didn't even know you didn't like him till like, three episodes ago. I tried really hard not to show my disdain for him in the first episode. That's fair. Because I... First of all, it's an unpopular opinion. It's a hot take. Because everyone enjoyed Spike. Yeah. And... Besides me. And I don't, I don't even necessarily know that I would say that I don't enjoy Spike. I just don't think he's worth the hype that people give him. But that being said, I do think he brought a complex aspect to season two that I did appreciate. So I appreciate Spike as the character that he is. His like pining for Drew made him feel a little bit less demony and more human in a way that I don't know that I agree with based on the context of how they've portrayed vampires. But that's you know. interesting. I think it's been consistent since day one, though. For him, yes. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, but obviously Drew's just a different person, and she treats it differently. Yeah, but like so. the master was different. Darla was different. Angel and Angelus are different. Yeah, but I think they did. They did well enough, just in when they brought the judge back, to show that he's not really that unique in it. Yeah. I think he's a little bit more expressive and emotive of it, mm -hmm. but like the judge straight up walked out and was like, I can smell humanity in these three vampires and yeah. not that one. Right. So I think it's actually that he's the norm. He's just a like hyper exception to not exception, like a hyper representation of the norm. Yeah. Okay. That's fair. I don't have any problems. I think with how spikes personality is presented in this season um he's like i don't think it disagrees much with how they've set up vampires yet because where you see him have compassion and stuff it always seems like it's rooted in something selfish i agree with that i mean just taking drew with him was a selfish act right yeah like she's clearly more interested in angelus and he beat her up and put her over his shoulder yeah he, like literally <laughs> like, kidnapped like, caused yeah. her to pass out yeah yeah and like the, yeah, the casualness with which he just knocked her out. Yeah. Like he said he regretted it, but. Well, he clearly, said he didn't want to, not that he regretted yeah, it. Yeah, that's what I meant. He'd do it again. <laughs> yeah. He would a thousand percent do it again. Yeah. I just think that's, I don't know. I guess I lost my train of thought mid-sentence. But either way, I like Spike. I think, um, I don't know if I'd say he's my favorite character. He might be my favorite of the vampires, honestly. Yeah. I mean, I like Drew a lot, too, and Angelus. Maybe he maybe he's not, just because they're all so good. Yeah. But, like, he's definitely, like, in my wheelhouse of characters, if that makes sense. Like, yeah. Like, if someone knew I was going to watch this show, they would be like, gothic vampire, looks like he could be a rock star, like, doesn't give a shit about anything. Yeah. Like, definitely my kind of guy. All the reasons Chelsea said she liked him in the episode he got introduced in. It's, yeah. I, I was on her team for pretty much all of them. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I disagreed with any, but... No, and I think that that's what a lot of people liked about him. I mean, people who watch Buffy, I think, usually are the kind of people who like that kind of character because he's yeah. quote unquote evil, but he's likable evil. And I think people tend to be drawn to that type of character. Yeah. Well, and like also to kind of continue on this train of thought, there are books I've read that like he reminds me of the characters in, and of course I can't think of the titles right now. Right. But like, I remember there was some book I was reading in like 2015 where there was literally a band of vampires, like just succeeding as a band and like doing evil shit at night. And like, he, like he feels like he came out of that book to me. And I liked that book. So obviously I'd like this character too, unless he did something to, to reject that. Not, yeah. That hasn't happened. So. Right. That's fair. Any other questions? Who was your Herbert for the episode? Ooh, we're done. Wait, hold on. Joyce and Doug died. Not no. Joyce. Kendra, Kendra and, and Doug. Doug died. I yes. don't know why I said Joyce. Because she's right under Kendra on my list. So that's why. 
Kendra and Doug died. Kendra and Doug did die. R.I.P. So, yep. Rip. They did. So yeah. No, that that's it. Uh, my Herbert is Spike. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and I I knew from around the time he. <laughs> fuck you. Um, <laughs> I knew from around the time he like showed up and punched that cop out and was like, I want to like team up. Like the whole interaction, I just I was a fan of him and I was excited to see where it went. And he didn't let me down. And every scene he was in, I had a good time watching him. He just he killed it for me this episode. I was a huge fan. That's cool. My Herbert was Buffy, and it was I knew that going into this episode. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Like it's Buffy. It's yeah. gotta be Buffy. Like she I mean, just it can be everything. Everything she everything she did and everything that was done to her this episode just hit me in every emotion so i'm a sucker for people having to make sacrifices and she her having to kill someone that she loves who's just fine (laughs) otherwise that's i respect the fuck out of that And that and they did it so well that I can't help but feel like this is one of Buffy's strongest episodes. It is. She did great. And, like, she probably would have been my Herbert, especially for, like I said, I don't think she had to kill Angel, and she did. Yeah. And I think that really gets her up there. But I just, I really liked Spike and wanted to give it to him. That's fine. I don't think Buffy is dis- dis- uh, not deserving of yeah. it at all. So. Yeah. I'm not sure that she had to kill him based on the way that it was worded, but I think she thought she had to. That's fine. I I'm going, I like it better the other way, so I'm going to choose to view it that way. That's I think that's fair. I don't think, I don't think either of us really has any like definitive reason to say that. Yeah. It's just what, how we feel it's most naturally like. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's more powerful in, in our eyes differently. Yeah. So. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Dean, you said it's also Buffy. So yes. yeah, definitely. Who's Xander. Xander. Yeah, I guessed. Xander, this was my, Xander disappointed me so hard in this episode. Like, I almost gave it to Joyce, so I feel like I need to honorable mention her because she really let me down too, but Xander let me down multiple times, whereas Joyce just let me down in a huge way. Are you allowed to pick someone as Herbert, even though you feel like the character is, like, critical and super well-written? You mean Xander? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's It's Xander or Joyce. Yeah. The definition is either who I think you Joyce, think did the worst or your least favorite. Yeah. I think Joyce did the worst. Yeah. Joyce is my Xander instead of Xander. But Xander's in second place. He fucked. He did some douchey bag things too. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm just going with characters that I thought were boring. In this episode, it's like Cordelia and Oz were kind of boring to me. Yeah. I get that. Comparatively, you know. Yeah. yeah. But I mean, mine is also Joyce. It's. Just it, like it, it's night and day. It has to be Joyce or Xander. Yeah. And especially when you revealed to me that he blatantly chose not to tell Buffy after yeah. being told to. I honestly considered switching it over. Right. Yeah. But just the way Joyce responded to everything was just so offensive to my so core. So bad. Yeah. That I can't not pick She her. told yeah. her child, if you leave, don't ever come back. And, yeah. and try not being yourself. It's yeah. It was. I mean, it was a very powerful scene and she was the bad guy in it. And mm-hmm. And I'm not okay with it. So, well, cool. And I do think I do think that we saw Joyce immediately feel remorse for that in that final scene where she's reading the letter. Yeah. I don't think Xander felt any remorse for anything he did. And that's what tipped the scale to Xander sure, for me. Yeah. I can respect that a hell of a lot. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I just think Joyce's offense was worse. Joyce is Buffy's guardian. Yeah, that's to me why the offense well, is so much is not only greater. That, but her only guardian. Yeah, like, she's she doesn't have anywhere she else. She has to go. an explicit responsibility for Buffy's well-being and to provide her with a safe place. And she failed miserably in that. And I think that's a bigger betrayal than what Xander did, because Xander doesn't have that explicit responsibility. Yeah. And I respect that. Like, I don't, I'm not trying to knock your guys' Yeah, choices. yeah, yeah. I I'm mean, just... we clearly all think one of the two of them deserves yeah, it. definitely. It's, it's just which the tips the scales. Yeah, so, yeah. Right. It's, yeah. And I think anything else is just beating a dead horse. So do we yeah. want to move on to quotes? Mm-hmm. I only have two quotes. I have, 
five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. I have twenty. God damn. <laughs> and I didn't write all of them down. So twenty was conservative for me. Do you want to start then? Yeah, I guess I can start. First one I have is with the exception of an honest day's work, there's no challenge I couldn't face. Uh my first one was it's Snyder saying this isn't an orgy, people. It's a classroom. And Buff, you're playing with, yeah, where they teach lunch. Yeah, I have that one, too. And I have to say, I love Sarah Michelle Geller's face as she says, yeah, where they teach lunch. <laughs> because her face is just so, like, expressive in that moment. Sells the joke. Does it, does it matter if they're out of order? Not no, really. we just generally do it that way. I think we just do it that way to not steal each other's too yeah. often. My two are... Or the, I guess my first one is um, Willow when she's in the hospital bed and she's telling everyone that she's going to do the the Spell. ritual, and she says, "Do you see my resolve face? You've seen it before. You know what it means." Yeah, <laughs> I have that one. <laughs> it's like, it's it, the juxtaposition of how willowy she is <laughs> versus yeah. the you know the determination in the statement. It was very. Very good. Uh, do you want to just give us your other one, or will you feel sure. like you're doing nothing if you're out immediately? Uh, no, I can talk about it. It's uh, okay. Snyder, because it made me laugh. In case you haven't noticed, the police of Sunnydale are deeply stupid. <laughs> <laughs> he emphasizes deeply just enough. Where it's like, if you haven't noticed, they're, they're really, truly below average. Yeah. <laughs> That Which is solid. like super funny to me because he knows that they're not stupid. They're just looking the other way. I think they're also stupid. Well, Jess, what you got next? Uh, my next one is you don't want to be surprised as a rule. No, <laughs> <laughs> my next one is when Willow is teaching Buffy and Buffy says it's sen it's senseless. Willow says, yeah, but you know that. So you're learning. <laughs> <laughs> my next one is. No, you ninny. She read it in the morning paper. Do another one. Can't wait to tell my friends. They don't have a rock this big. <laughs> For all of that, I like. I'm not a huge fan of Spike. He gives so many great lines. He does. So like, yeah. I mean, there were reasons he was my favorite episode, my favorite character in this episode. Yeah. My next one is the one I tried to start with. You know, just for once, I wish you'd support me. And I realize right now that you were, and I'm embarrassed, so I'm getting back to the point. <laughs> <laughs> My next one is dog me when Whistler's at the hot dog stand. Oh, yeah. Why. I just really like the way he was like, he was like, um, oh, what is, what it am I? He was like, it's not chastising. No, it's, it's the uh, way he was like, tearing angel apart and like as he's tearing angel apart and like breaking him down so that he can build him up he just is like dog me gotcha. <laughs> just like it was super funny i like it's, it's it. good contrast yeah, yeah. <laughs> with mustard or whatever it is that he said yeah this is spike he says let me guess someone pulls out the sword and angel says someone worthy and he says the demon wakes up and wackiness ensues <laughs> <laughs> yeah i have Buffy in uh, her pre-Slayer days. I'm destiny free, really. <laughs> uh, my next one is Whistler, so you're a bit ahead of me. Because his is, your skin and bones here. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I actually, my next one is also the Whistler. It's, the more you live in this world, the more you see how apart from it you really are. Mm. That one wasn't mm -hmm. a funny one. That was like a really serious one that I think was very real for Angel. Yeah. Yeah. And Buffy both, honestly, even though he was talking to Angel. Uh, my next one is Buffy doing her first stab. She goes, ooh, not the heart. <laughs> 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 my next one is, someone wasn't worthy. That's my next one, too. <laughs> I love that so much. I even put music notes next to it, so I remember just singing it when I got there. <laughs> if you want to sing it, you can. No, you're fine. You did it, just, you did it justice. All right. I have, I was hoping we could get back together. What do you think? Do we have a shot? All right, let's fight. <laughs> uh, and then my next one is, last time I tortured some, or my next one is, last time I tortured somebody, they didn't even have chainsaws. <laughs> like, obviously I was worried about Giles, but it was a clever line. My next one is, I think back towards your last one. 
and it's just Angel. And you fall for it every single time. <laughs> yeah. Just like a huge smile on his face. <laughs> Which is kind of a nod to season two, episode one, when she was bad. It is. Because I was, and I, it's something that just hit me. But like, I guess in the back of my mind, I've always like known it, but I don't, I didn't consciously think about it. But like Angel remembers everything Angelus did. So Angelus clearly remembers everything Angel did too. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, I, in my head, I guess I just felt like that happened a few times, not just. Right. But like still. Still every time. Yeah, exactly. What you got next? My next one is another Spike one. I like this world. You've got dog racing. Manchester United, and you've got people. Billions of people walking around like Happy Meals on legs. So my next one is the lead-up to that. It's Spike saying, We like to talk big, vampires do. I'm going to destroy the world. It's just tough guy talk. Yeah. That's a good scene. Like The scene between Buffy and Spike there is, is enjoyable to watch because it's clear that neither one of them really wants to be there. Yeah. But like... They did a really good, like, enemy of my enemy. Is my Like, friend. the logic yeah. there for why they're working together actually works. Yes. And I liked that. I did, too. And I mean, that was definitely the scene where I was like, Spike is definitely my hero. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun to watch. Well, my next quote is from that same scene. You want my help because your girlfriend's a big hoe? <laughs> because I was like, thank you, Buffy. That's what I've been when saying she said this whole that, time. I was in my head when she said that. I thought Jess would say something like that. Yeah, uh, I was. I called back to it in my brain when Drew was just making out with Giles for no reason. I was like, I was sitting here like, she is a hoe. <laughs> like, like, that's what I've been saying this whole time, minus the slut shaming. Because like... I mean, I think my problem with that is she does it vindictively. Fuck her. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, My next one after that is Oz saying, no, it's head sized. Mm -hmm. That's a very Oz thing to say. I liked it. I loved that whole like back and forth between him and Willow, but I just wrote the head sized line. My next one is another Spike one. And it's Drew bagged a slayer. Good for her. She didn't tell me. (laughs) <laughs> just in front of Buffy yeah he's like, like though not from your perspective I suppose or something yeah. like that yeah but just like the the real joy the actor put into saying it yeah, yeah. like he's just like oh sweet like, yeah <laughs> I wish I saw that yeah like the, like the real heart felt good for her <laughs> did she have a taste <laughs> right what you got next have we met you hit me in the head with an axe one time Mm-hmm. Which we we talked about before, but I had it. You know, my it's, quotes. it's still a good quote. I like I like that scene. I love the fact that like Buffy's mom has just been like put through this traumatic experience, and she's just like casually having a conversation with a vampire, and it's fine. <laughs> yeah, she does hold herself together really well for that part. Yeah. What's your next one? Okay, I pretty much missed out on some stuff, didn't I? Because this is all making the kind of sense that's. Not. I have that was my next one too. <laughs> That's funny. After that, I have reading an English fridge is like dating a nun. You're never gonna get the good stuff. <laughs> I did laugh when they said that. <laughs> Go ahead again. I have I, three left. Okay, I have two left, so we can. We can All right. Go. They make me see things I want. Then why would they make you see me? Oh right, let's go. That was my next one. I <laughs> fucking wished I wrote that one down, <laughs> but it made me laugh out loud for like a while. Yeah, <laughs> like a solid fifteen seconds. I had to. I, he, I was. I was like, I'm gonna. I'm gonna pause it so that I can write that down. Yeah. And he was like, You're writing it down. And I was like, Yeah. He was like, Good. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it was. It was solid. I. Uh, the best part was I was kind of thinking along those same lines anyway. Yeah. When like. He said, they make me see things I want. I was like, okay, but it's Xander. Yeah. <laughs> so the fact that they said it, I was like, ha ha. <laughs> What's your last one? Uh, my last one is, well, we know the world didn't end because check it out. Yeah, that's a good, that was a good one. My last two, I'm going to do in reverse order. I wrote, I put close your eyes because of the nod to the beginning of be- becoming part one. Uh-huh. I liked the, the tie in. Um, the mirroring or whatever. And then my last quote is, no weapons, no friends, no hope. Take all that away and what's left? Me. Mm-hmm. 
And I, I saved that one for last because that was actually my like Facebook cover photo for a really long time was that quote. Mm. And mm-hmm. I love that quote so much. And that's the end of uh, quotes. So we already talked a lot about analysis in the summary. Yeah, honestly, the only two things I had put down for analysis is the coming out conversation and then um, making tough choices. And we already really, I think, talked that to death. Yeah, I, <laughs> so, I, I don't want to add anything to it. Yeah. So do you have anything? No, I agree. I think that we we more or less covered it in the summary. Well, if we're not going to... If we're basically going to skip the analysis this time, did we get any emails or listener messages? Uh, we did not get any new listener messages or emails. However, I did make a mistake and didn't share a Thursday debate last episode again. <laughs> so uh, someday I will remember to do them consistently on these. But I'm going to do two today so that we can get back caught back up. The next Thursday debate that we need to go over is the one for passions. Passion. Passion. And that the question we had for the passion episode was, did Angela's killing Jenny ruin Angel's character? Zero percent said, yeah, I can't forgive him. Seventy five percent said, nah, at least he didn't kill Oz. <laughs> and twenty five percent said, no, I wish he'd killed Jenny and Oz. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> And it went, and Dean wasn't one of the voters, so somebody else just agreed with that hot take. That's how you know you're winning. That was two people voted for that. Six people said at least he didn't kill Oz. Well, I didn't vote then. Yeah, you did not. I mean, he it didn't ruin his character for me, but <laughs> I feel the strongest with the yes than the <laughs> than the other two. Yeah. Uh, and then we have our Thursday debate from. From the Killed by Death episode, where the question was, did Buffy's cousin feel like a random plot line to anybody else? Uh, 17% said, yeah, I don't even remember the cousin's name, so... 33% said, nah, she can have a cousin we don't know about, it's okay. And 50% said, it didn't bother me, but it is a little random. So I do remember I this this came out when I didn't have Instagram. Yeah. But I did retweet it and I said, to be fair, all of my cousins feel random. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But that's okay. Uh and then I'm actually gonna do a third one because no yes, I'm not. Fuck it, why not? All right. Yes, I mm, Yes I am. The next or the last one uh I'll do is for the I only have eyes for you episode. And the question was, is Drusilla the worst for not telling Angelus to back off when he is antagonizing Spike? 57% said, yeah, but like she's evil. So, and 43% said, no, she's nuts. Give her a break. Fair enough. So people have spoken. Give her a break. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> she killed Kendra. No. Well, that was that hadn't come up yet. But yeah, so and that's another reason that I was like I don't feel that I really care that they killed Kendra cuz she was in one other episode. Yeah. Like not that I like disliked her, but I was like, oh, I guess It wasn't the same as Jenny Calendar. Right. Interesting. I agree with that 1000%. Yeah. Dean, what do you want to plug? Don't talk to me. Yes. If you want to talk to me, you can reach us at our social medias or you can find me on Instagram at tiaras.and.books where I talk about all things bookish. Stosh, where can people find you? Well, you can find me through Jess at our socials. You can email us at jimscancelledpod at gmail.com or you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at jimcancelledpod. Or I have a Instagram or Twitter at Nisnar. We didn't get any messages this week, so I forgot to plug us. So <laughs> y'all are going to have to fix that. <laughs> putting, putting that responsibility on the listeners now. <laughs> and then we will be doing a season two recap episode. But after the season two recap episode, we will be covering season three, episode one. And Stosh, do you have any predictions? 
Is that A-N-N-E? Yeah. I don't know. Sounds like a person that might show up in the episode. Yeah. Um, I guess big stuff. I, I think that we're probably going to get more into the what like Snyder and the mayor have going on since like that was the big cliffhanger they left us with this episode. I mean, of course, I'm probably fucking wrong and they're not going to bring it up to like season three, episode 30, but <laughs> 30. there's only 22 episodes in a season. I stand by what I said. <laughs> um, uh, you, other than that, those, those are my big ones. How do you feel? So you did call it that Angelus got his soul back, but you were, were you surprised that he died? Oh, I was 100%. Actually, that brings up something I wanted to talk about. No, I talked about it earlier. How I was like, I don't know how they stay friends after it if he gets it back. Mm-hmm. I did bring that up. So, no, uh, I was definitely surprised. I was really curious as to how that uh, that whole plotline would resolve with him staying alive. I definitely didn't think killing him and him getting soul back was... That wasn't even on my radar. Right. Yeah. So... Um, so do you have any big predictions about the fact that like Buffy is leaving town? Anything in that regard? Anything about the fact that Spike and Drusilla are still alive? I do sense problems in their future. <laughs> I feel I feel like just knocking your girl out and driving off in a stupid blacked out car. <laughs> you sense problems in Spike and Drusilla's future? Yes. <laughs> this might not go smoothly. Yeah. For Spike, at least. Yeah. I don't think she's going to treat him the way he... Uh, <laughs> Wants to be treated? Yeah. I, we'll see. Just because he kidnapped her? Even if she does, well, I think he'll like, realize he's going back to something that already sucked. I mean, fair. he's evil. Maybe he likes the fact that it sucks. Also, like, I think it was a lot worse for him with Angelus around and being stuck in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. So it's possible, like, it's still miserable, but... Like, I think that was, like, such an exaggerated form of how miserable it could be. Yeah. That he doesn't realize that could be what he's going back to. Right. And it might not be what he's going back to, but I feel like she's going to be upset that he betrayed Angelus and kidnapped her. I don't know how that'll resolve, but I don't think she's going to be super happy right off the get-go. Yeah. Um. Also, because there is an angel show, I think he's got to come back somehow. And I don't have a prediction for how it's going to be, but I don't think I'm going to like it. Okay. If there wasn't, if you didn't know that there was a TV show or if there wasn't a TV show, would you think that he was coming back? No, definitely not. Okay. It felt very permanent at the end of this episode. So, yeah. I would have been shocked and now I think I'm just going to be disappointed because I can't (laughs) think of a satisfying way if they could bring him back and not feel like it cheapened this episode. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I think that's reasonable. Well, we will find out next season if those predictions come true. And until then, stay sunny, Slayers. Probably right? not. <laughs> um, yeah. Willow says, Xander, you're a cunt. <laughs> and how, then. How awesome of a deleted scene would that be? That'd though? be fucking awesome. <laughs>